0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope you guys are feeling amazing, happy, healthy, and inspired to launch your businesses or to expand and refine your existing business. Today, we are talking about something that I feel like is really important. And as I've mentioned in other episodes, I have a lot of conversations with a lot of different people all the time. And the beautiful thing about this is, I really get to um, you know, see my own reflection in in people. And obviously, it also helps me uh, see the patterns in our communities thinking about recipe development, menu development, and, and really every other aspect of their business. But I wanted to, for today's conversation, talk about the difference, right? Because a lot of people believe that recipe development is menu development. And while Partially and in part, that is true, um, but it's not the whole truth, right? Maybe a good analogy is to to say, you know, your objective is to build a house, and a house has rooms, which would be equivalent to recipes. But your house isn't just a bunch of rooms, right? There are things that need to connect the rooms together. There's more than just having a, you know, a ten by ten box. And a lot of times when people are thinking about recipes. Uh, only they miss the bigger picture of what it means to develop an amazing and a mature menu. So there are three primary components that I wanna talk about today that are really needing to be present to have a mature and an amazing menu in my perspective. Now, the first component is the recipe itself and the recipe's uh, customer appeal, right? having recipes that customers are going to be interested in. That's the first thing, which is usually as far as people get, to be honest. They they find recipes that they think customers will like, and then they stop there. I've seen a lot of people who will come to me, and I'm having a conversation with them, or maybe it's even clients that we're working with, and they'll say, hey, can you guys recreate this recipe from this juice bar over here and do some uh, a recipe from this juice bar over here, and then there was a juice I was making at home, and can you make this recipe? And while... All that's fine and good to a certain degree. It kind of um, misses the a few other components, and the second element that we need to think about is what are the production implications, right? Because when you have ingredients, there is a certain way that they are stored. There is a certain way that they're processed. And there's also a certain shelf life, which is also going to re- relate to your inventory and the minimums that you have. And so while it's amazing to have recipes that customers love, if your inventory is too large, then you're going to have issues. Um, if your production process is slow, you're going to have labor issues, right? So um, you got to really think about spoilage and labor and also the equipment implications um, as well as storage implications when it comes to the production aspect of the menu. And then the last component is, does it make you money? Right. If you don't make money off of your product, well, guess what? You've, you've really got, uh, you know, you've got a charitable organization and that's a beautiful thing, but it might not be sustainable. And so these are the three things. And oftentimes people miss them. And I'm going to dive a little bit more deeply into really how you want to think about these things when it comes to your menu development. And and, yeah, just give you guys some, some insight so that you're aware of, of, of all of these things in a deeper aspect. So when it comes to having recipes that customers like, you know, one big mistake that I see is that people oftentimes believe that they are their customer, meaning that if they like something, then their customers will like something. And if they don't like something, then their customers won't like something. And while, you know, that could be generally true, maybe even 60 or 70% of the time. But it's not going to be absolutely true. And so it's just important to, when you're thinking about your customer base, to have a nice spectrum of offerings, right? Understand that a menu is really going to, be different for different people, right? People are gonna be interested in different things. And so it wouldn't be wise to have a menu where you just have all fruit juices in most instances, unless you're in that kind of market. But in most instances that that wouldn't make sense. It also probably wouldn't make sense to have all vegetable juices. And so variety is key. Um, and making sure that you can cover your bases, have enough difference, but also, like I said before, when it comes to your production, your inventory, your storage, there has to be enough similarity and overlap for you not to run into problems in these areas. Because in specific too, and categorically, fresh ingredients that need to be stored in a refrigerator and on a shelf and also frozen ingredients, they have the most um, sort of demand and requirement, right? They're not shelf stable, so they're going to spoil you're going to have limited refrigeration. You're going to have limited freezer space, so you have to be mindful with how much inventory you have in these categories. Now, the second thing when looking at your production and um, you know just spoilage overall is I oftentimes use Chipotle as an example. If you guys are familiar with this company, um, they're primarily in America and they they kind of focus on what would be I guess they categorize as like healthy Mexican food, and they're uh, um, I think they're owned by McDonald's, but at any rate. They, when you look at their their menu offerings, you'll notice that while they have, you know, maybe three categories of products, you know, you can make a salad, you like taco salad or some variation of that. You can make a burrito. You can actually make tacos. Um, I think they might do soft and hard. I'm not sure. I haven't been there in a while. But what I noticed and from being a customer many years back is that they really have, you know, kind of one product with a bunch of variations on it that you can package In different ways so for customers it seems like it's a different product but it's really kind of the same product and so you have to really think about you know where are you going to be similar but give on the back end but give customers the experience of variety right so it's simple for you and it's um, gives them enough options for them to stay interested and feel like they have something that um, they're wanting to pursue so there's that and then there's also just the process that takes place from your production, right? When you've got a ton of inventory, you're going to end up in a situation where you're spending more time ordering, which, you know, also is going to increase the likelihood that you might be out of something, right? If you're if you have too many vendors, and you know, sometimes they come up with shortages or they just don't have products, and so that's going to increase that. Um, like I mentioned before, spoilage, storage, those are those are big things. Um, and then lastly, you know looking at your profit margins, a lot of times people don't know what your profit margin should be or what it could be.? These are two different things. And it's going to be sometimes different categorically because usually you can make more money off of, let's say, a smoothie or a smoothie bowl or other food items than you might on juice. Like there's just different standards for profit margins categorically. Wellness shots, for example, very, very, very high profit margin because of the low um, volume that it's generally sold and distributed in. So, but overall, you want what's known as your cost of goods, also known as COGS. You want this category of items to really not cost you more than 30%. And that would be kind of at the extreme as an average. And I mean, across the board, versus, let's say, you know, if you can do better than that, 25%, less than that, amazing. Um, you're doing really, really well. Uh, And this is going to be, you know, on average, once again, because you're going to have items on your menu that might be even in the 10% cost range, maybe even 8%, right? And then some that might be 30%, 32%. But hopefully, you have fewer items on your menu that are in that range than, than, you know, less than that. And so, Know that sometimes it will be difficult for some items to get to that point, that um, profit margin with the price point that you are attempting to get to. Uh, so you have to kind of take that into consideration. But overall that's just the objective if you're curious as to what kind of profit margin you should have. Your product cost really shouldn't be more than 30% across the board in terms of an average cost which means that you're going to have some products that are much less, you know, smoothies, you might have some that are in the range of 20%, 21%, give or take maybe 18%. And then some that are, you know, in terms of juices, which is usually the harder place to, to make money, just because of how much product loss there is and how much um, that's going to cost you, you might be in the range of, you know, 25% to 30%. And in some might be a little bit more. So, you know, overall, it's it's very it's very difficult to understand what the production implications are of a lot of your recipes if you haven't worked in this business before, which is why I advise that people don't really take on making their menu by themselves. I, I would suggest that, you know, and this is something that if you do need support with, you can reach us, reach out to us, um, you know, at least get some, some feedback and some advice from people who have done it and know what is going on when they see your menu. Uh, because oftentimes when we've had people approach us, with their menu. There's issues with the consistency of the output, the way that the measurements are described. You know, sometimes they don't have the proper measurements um, and also just the production implications in their inventory. So I hope this, this at least, you know, my intention in, in creating this episode was to get you guys out of the mindset of thinking strictly about recipes as just you know a bunch of different recipes make up your menu when really your menu is a is something that exists in its totality and has to be thought about in in overall right as a whole as opposed to you know individualized it's kind of like when you have to think about yeah maybe instead of just an individual in your family you have to think about your family as a whole and how is it being impacted by the decisions that are being made and so Yes, reach out to me if you guys want to talk about how we can support you with this. Andrew at StartAJuiceBar.com. As always, I hope this has been helpful, enlightening, insightful. And our mission is really to create a world where there are more juice bars and healthy food service businesses than unhealthy fast food service cafes and other businesses. Because we really need to give humanity access, right? People can't get healthy if they don't have the information and they don't have access to the products that are going to help them live more vibrant and healthy lives. So together we can do this as always take care and I'll see you guys at the next one.